this week's Frankly Golf podcast. This is podcast number 16. I'm Valerie Melvin here with Frank Thomas. And Frank, this week we are going to be talking about reading greens. Reading green. Very difficult. It is very difficult. But well, actually, it's not that difficult, but we make it difficult. We do make it difficult. And I think the key is when you walk up to a putt, number one is don't be frightened, no. don't be intimidated. And I think as well, when you're getting out your golf cart, I find this actually, sometimes it's easier when you're walking the course because you walk straight onto the green so you've got a bit more time to take in some of the undulations and contours maybe. Yeah. Um, but I feel like when you're in the golf cart, you know, you just have to really concentrate as you're walking from your cart to the ball on the green and sort of really try and take in the undulations uh, as you no, go. No doubt about it. When you're walking the course, you, you're approaching the green slowly so you can see it from a distance and you can see where the water would fall because if, if, if it had a sudden downpour and just imagine how it would drain, the direction in which the water would drain, that's, that's generally the way in which the ball will travel down to wherever it's going to drain, to the left or right of the green. Uh-huh. And here in Florida, we don't have to really imagine that, do we, not, during the not, summer? Not too much. <laughs> About <laughs> no. three or four o'clock three in the afternoon, green. we just go to whatever green we're struggling with right. and just like wait on the weather <laughs> coming. Um, but, you know, I think an interesting thing that you often mention, Frank, is the fact that breaks on flat greens are more difficult to read than on undulating greens. And that's something I've never thought about, but is so important. Right. I mean, they're so supple and you can't see them. That's why they're uh-huh. so difficult. And so uh, be careful because when you see a flat green, it's very rarely flat. Mm-hmm. And and when you do putt and the ball goes on the way to the green, suddenly it turns one way and you say, oh, that went uphill. The balls don't break uphill, by the way. <laughs> <coughs> That's pretty well established, I think. But yeah, yeah. good point. And, I, you know, there's a lot of greens that are in courses that I've played in in my career in my life where... You know, you come off the course and you're like, you know, the greens don't look that difficult. And that's probably why, because they are flat and they are more tricky when they're flat. Right, right. They're very subtle. It's it's very difficult to to read some of those greens. I think that's why when you play different architects' courses, you know, there's some architects have got very undulating greens, like the Tillinghast courses, the greens are pretty undulating, and I really enjoy playing those types of courses because you really see, you know, you see what it is you have to do. Right, right. If you can, if you can see the slope, then, then you know more or less how to break. I, I remember an example of when, of I, when I was playing, fortunately I had a caddy, and so did my my opponent have a caddy, and um, this was a friendly game. And he asked the caddy. He said, "Caddy, uh, you know, I I want you to read this green." So the caddy looks at it and he said, um, "Yeah, it's it's going to break about two feet." So so the, <laughs> my friend said, "I know that, but from which side?" <laughs> <laughs> so so you know, obviously a major problem in, in reading green. Caddies will help you, but don't rely on a caddy all the time because you need to be able to develop this ability to read greens for yourself. Uh, and how do you, I mean, sometimes there's a double break and, you know, sometimes that makes it a bit more tricky, doesn't it? It does. Uh, if, if, you got, if you can see a double break, then you're going to have to break the, the, um, the, the hot part into two, two or three different parts in segments. So get the segment from, from closest to the hole first and then start working your way back to where your ball is so you can, you can uh, take into account the double break. 
because obviously as the ball is approaching the hole, it's travelling more slowly, therefore it'll take more break, right? Well, at and, the, at and at the beginning of the putt, it's travelling more quickly, so it's not going to be affected by the break so much. I think as much as we know this, sometimes we don't always think about it. Yeah, the last third of the, of, of the putt, or even uh, less than that, that's going to have the, ma- the maximum break on, on the putt. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, the last uh, six or seven inches... Mm-hmm. Is going to be the maximum break if it is going to break as the ball slows down. Mm-hmm. Just before the ball is about to stop, that's called precession, and 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 that's the the thing you have to worry about. So don't try and dive the ball into the hole because it's going to make those last minute dives, uh-huh. and 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 uh, you can't control that. So you know putt with with good pace. Yeah, and that's why especially on short putts quite often there's not too much break. You shouldn't allow too much break on short putts as a general rule. Right. Within 3 feet you shouldn't be putting outside the cup. Yeah, no I I, I agree. I think sometimes we overread um read too much into those right. shorter if, putts. If if you if you're going to putt a really slow putt and it's going to die on you, then it's going to break a lot more than a cup sometime. But but if you got the right pace Within three feet, you shouldn't be basically putting outside the cup often. I mean, sometimes you have a really breaking putt, you may have to do that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think, um, you know, it's, it's very, very important to sort of practice your putting and build your sort of experience and your intuitive ability of understanding how putts are going to break because it's such a... It's, it's easy to teach someone or to talk about the theory of green reading, but it's very much more difficult, as we said last week, to actually experience it and go out there and kind of feel it for yourself. You're, use your intuition and trust it. Right. And I, and I think you, you learn that. You learn that. And uh, one, probably one of the best ways of, of doing that is to get on a, on a green, on a practice green, have a you know, handful of, of balls or, and, and, and you can either throw them, you know, underhand, throw them at the hole or, or uh, putt them. Mm-hmm. But but you should just look at a hole and just look at that and say okay if I throw the ball over to the say look at it and you'll see how it breaks and you can you know you can you gain experience that way because you'll soon find out that you have to throw it a little higher or a little lower than where what you did and that's teaching you how to read the green how to read the slope. Uh huh. Uh huh. Now there is a fast track method to help you read a part to give you a system to allow you to improve your green reading um, and be a little bit more accurate. And it's, it's very, very interesting. I mean, this is fascinating, Frank. Right. Well, I think, I think the very first thing to do is find the fall line. And architects design about 24 uh, spots on the green, low hole locations, and around them, about, it's about 10-foot radius of reasonably flat area. Uh-huh. So what we need to do on a breaking part is find a hole... That, that the whole area around it, about 10 foot, is, is uh, you know, about the same slope. Then what you've, the first thing you've got to do is find the fall line. The fall line being the line from which there's absolutely no break. If you had a putt from above the hole or down below the hole, there's no break. That is the fall line. That's a very important uh, uh, line to find. Be able to see that without actually doing the putt because you can't putt three or four times on a hole when you when you're putting. Right. And I think when you're practicing, a good a good tip is obviously if you get below the hole and you putt and the ball starts breaking, let's say, to the left, right? Right. The left, right? right. <laughs> no, right. the ball starts breaking left. Right. You need to move to the left. 
shift right. to get more towards the Under fall the line. line. Right. And I think that's important because you don't want to be like dotting around, not really knowing what you're doing. So find that fall line. And that is so important because even when you walk up to a putt on a green, to be able to, rather than look at your ball, you want to look and see where the fall line is because that will give you the clue as to what way your ball is going to break as you as you move forward. Right. Um, as I say, the fall line, you can putt up, uh, up the fall line, down the fall line, absolutely no break. Right. And then each to the side, and you go 90 degrees to that, that's the absolute maximum break. So somewhere, if your, putt, if your ball is between the fall line and the maximum, you know how much it's going to break. It's going to break not the maximum, but something less than the maximum. So, so that's that. But there's a, there's a technique here, a very simple technique. As a, I think it's simple, but we'll try and explain it. Uh-huh. So you find the fall line, put a, a tee in the ground, 10 feet from the hole on the fall line. Right. Then you go to 90 degrees mm-hmm. and put a tee a in ten. the green at 10 feet. So right. it has to be the same distance. This is very important to put it at the same distance. Right. Then from the 90 degree position, what you do is you assess what the break is going to be because it's a lot easier to work out the maximum break. Yeah. The, the maximum break is very much easier to read than, than, than a no break or minimum break. So that's why you go to the maximum and then put that T in the ground where you your target line. And you may have to adjust it a few times, but remember to putt with pace, but then put a T in the ground at that target point above the hole and on the fall line. That's right, on the fall line. And then this is where the magic starts, right? Right. <laughs> so what what's sort of amazing and once you go and do it you'll see for yourself is that every point around that hole on the radius of that circle from 10 feet around the hole that t that you just put in the ground on the in relation to the maximum break on the fall line will actually be your target point for every single putt from the same distance that's right that's that's it's almost like magic isn't it it's actually very good physics it is very good physics, but, but, and it's hard to get your head around as we explain it, but right. hopefully we've done a good job of being quite clear on it. Um, but once you start doing this and practicing like this, when you go out on the course, you find the fall line, and then you see where your ball is, and suddenly it all becomes so much easier. Okay, now I can just imagine somebody listening to this podcast saying, Oh man, I know. <laughs> what are you asking me to do? Okay, so let, 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 let's go over it one more time. Very simple. Get to your pad. Assume, first of all, that you've got a, a reasonably constant slope around the hole. That's important. Once you find the fall line on that slope, then what you have to do is put a T in the ground on the fall line. So you make sure that's a no break line. Mm hmm. Then you go at 90 degrees to that and put a T in the ground at 90 degrees to the fall line. Correct. That And the same distance from where your T was. And then you, at that point, which is the 90 degree, the maximum break line, look, read your, your putt and find, let's say for an example, it's six inches above the hole. Right. Then put a T in the ground six inches above the hole on the fall line. And just check it. You go putt from the 10-foot putt at the maximum break. 
check it, make sure it's correct. You may have to make an adjustment, but when eventually you get your absolute target point, and that's the point at which your ball is going to start the putt. Mm-hmm. If the six inches is right, then put the tee in the ground and then go ahead. And now, as Vary says, the magic starts. You look around and you can go at all the way around the hole, 360 degrees at 10 feet, and as long as it's a constant slope, that one tee you put in the ground six inches above the hole will be your same target point from any for any putt 10 feet from the hole. It is. It's really, really amazing. And for those of you who have a copy of the Fundamentals of Putting and you're still listening to this thinking, ooh, I'm not so sure, I need a wee bit extra help, you know, look at chapter 11, page 93, Green Reading and the Fundamentals of Putting, where we, where we explain it all. It is a marvellous, marvellous um, tool to help you understand more about green reading and have a system that you can use. Yeah, uh, or replay the podcast. Yeah, replay the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway, listen, we hope that helped you. Um, We always enjoy uh, sharing our knowledge, sharing the information with you and hope it helps you have an easier time on the greens. But until next week... May the frog be with you. (laughs) 